Blog Talk Radio. Over the Phillies for sweet. Oh, hello, Nat Sound. I'm just tweeting out a link to the show tonight. This is Nat Nightly <laughs> sponsored by FederalBaseball.com. This is Patrick Reddington from Federal Baseball. I've got Doghouse on the line, and I'm going to make you all wait while I finish this. Nat Nightly at 10 p.m. with SBS Doghouse International. 72 win over the Phillies for sweep in CDP. That'll do it. And send or tweet in this Highly case. professional, just like we practice it. <laughs> so let's get serious, though, for a moment. My, fir- my first question here for you tonight, what the heck was Michael A. Taylor doing? <laughs> Shuffling back into first on an ending-ending liner in the seventh inning. Max Scherzer lines the second base with Michael Taylor off of first with a little lead. Instead of hustling back to the bag, he does some really odd-looking shuffle step back there. If I didn't know better, I'd think this was a 19, 20, or 18, whatever it was, White Sox situation, and I'd circle that play in my scorebook, but I'm not exactly sure what Michael A. Taylor was doing there. Uh, he, he looks like he was in a rundown. You know, <laughs> he had this, this sort of like, okay, is he going to throw behind me? Is, is he going to come and try to tag me? Is he going to – I'm like – of course he's going to throw it behind you. He just caught it in the air, you fool. Go back and tag up. Oh like you didn't know if it was I, I a liner. I don't know what happened there. It's like he forgot the rules of baseball. <laughs> I don't mean to pick on more poor Michael Taylor, but that was a really, really odd play and just confused the heck yeah. out of me. I was sitting there for five minutes trying to figure out what exactly he was doing there, but all for naught. If it was a closer game, I might have been more upset about that and <laughs> chastised him a little bit more. But instead, it was a 7-2 win over the Phillies, a three-game sweep for the Nationals in Citizens Bank Park. Nice uh, payback for the Phillies sweeping the Nationals in D.C. the last time they played. Max Scherzer on the mound, three hits, four walks, five earned runs in seven innings last time out, and a loss to the Cards. Uh, left them 5-4 and four on the year after 11 starts with a 4.05 ERA, 4-3-1 FIP, 22 walks, that's 2.70 walks per nine, 90 Ks, 11.05 strikeouts per nine, and a 215, 282, 434 line against in 73 and a third. Phillies just look overmatched early. Uh, seven Ks, 55 pitches, and four scoreless. Six scoreless, uh, but a one out walk in the seventh, followed by a two run blast on a hanging blank slider to Tyler Goodell. Only two runs he allowed. Of course, it came on a home run. Uh, it's a strong start by Scherzer. I'm not exactly sure why they sent him back for the eighth when he was already at 96 pitches in a 7-2 game, but they sent him back out for another inning, 111 pitches total on the night, 11 Ks total. Just a dominant performance by Max Scherzer, and I'm sure he's going to be angry that he gave up that home run, especially after a walk. Yeah, I I, uh, blame myself for jinxing that because I I had – uh, uh, written a sarcastic thing about the home run for nine problem with Scherzer, and then of course he goes and gives up another home run. Uh, I, I'm assuming that it's the conventional old man wisdom that you've got to save the bullpen, so get your horse out there to throw more pitches because he's going to have a couple of days off or something. Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm I'm not sure if that's putting the cart before the horse, as it were, but uh, we we've heard Dusty proffer this explanation for, for leaving the starters out there uh, on more than one occasion. So I'm, I'm assuming that's what he was thinking. And, of course, the baseball gods laugh and they can burn two relievers anyway to get the last three outs. But, <laughs> you know, Scherzer was Scherzer. And 
against the Phillies, who are clearly overmatched. I mean, they they are basically Herrera and a Triple A lineup, and <laughs> you know, against against ninety seven with reasonably good uh, good command tonight, and the the good action on the change, good action on the curve. Uh, they're not going to do anything to him. And they struck out 11 times and, you know, scattered a few hits. They got the home run. Okay. Cause as, as he was getting tired, he left that slider up, but th- this is not a lineup to be afraid of. And when Scherzer's halfway decent, he's going to be just as effective as he was tonight against them. Uh, yeah, this, this is uh, af- after some, some good luck with, with, sequencing and the bullpen and the stars aligning, I, I think the Phillies are revealing themselves to be what they are, and they're going to be racing down to see if they can uh, beat the Braves for, for high draft pick next season. Yeah, that bubble of the Phillies uh, hovering near the top of the standings has definitely burst in the last couple of weeks. They were winning a lot of one-run games, as everyone pointed out. Dave has mentioned a few times the run differential was just astonishingly bad considering what they were doing, but they seem to have come back down to earth here. Uh, Adam Morgan on the mound for them tonight, one and three in six starts, six seven seven ERA, five two one fifth, three plus walks per nine, five point four six K per nine, uh, two eighty nine, three forty eight, five seventy seven line against going into this in twenty twenty nine and two thirds. Gave up eight hits, three runs, uh, three three home runs, six runs total, and four innings pitch versus the unstoppable Chicago Cubs last time out. Down one nothing early after a hit by pitch on Murphy, which we'll come back to in a second, and a Ryan Zimmerman RBI double. Rendon doubled and scored on a Ramos single in the fourth, two nothing at that point. Ramos goes oppo on him for a three run blast. Uh, SB does one two six nothing at that point in the sixth. Uh, he kind of tired towards the end there. That power by Ramos was just really impressive. He almost hit himself on the scoreboard out there in right field with an opposite field blast, but uh, not too impressed with Morgan overall. He seems like a serviceable lefty, but he seemed to tire there towards the end, and the Nationals put together, strung together a few hits, and then that three-run blast by Ramos pretty much put this one away, a four-run six there. No, and, and I, I, I mean this with just as much contempt as it sounds. Morgan is basically John Lennon, except not good. So, you know, it, uh, in, a, in a way, he kind of beat the spread because the, the Nats really should have put up more than six runs in him in, in, in six uh, six innings there. Uh, he, he got out of some jams with uh, some hard hit balls right at people a little earlier in the game. Uh, it, it's a little embarrassing that the Nats struck out six times against him. But... Uh, <laughs> You know, this this is not a great pitcher. The, the 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 Phillies. I would say the Phillies are in a rebuilding mode, except they still seem to be collapsing a little bit here. Um, the, the prospects haven't really started to play out, ex- except for a few of them. Uh, so they're going to get some free fall looking games like this, and and honestly, they should be glad that this one wasn't more free fall than it looked. Six innings, nine hits, six runs allowed for him. No walks. There's a positive. Uh, six six <laughs> strikeouts, as you mentioned. Two Ks. Uh, the one pitch that had the Nationals a little angry, or at least Daniel Murphy. Uh, he hits Daniel Murphy in the first inning there, uh, right on the back left wrist, I should say, the backhand uh, in his stance. But 
after you hit Harper earlier in this in the knee, uh, you knock him out for the last two games of the series. Then you go and hit Murphy, who was clearly not amused by him, had a few words for Morgan there, whether it was just <laughs> learn to throw it in his own kid or uh, something a little bit <laughs> less uh, PG-rated that he said to him there. Clearly not happy with it. I checked in on the game right at that point to see if the bloodlust was up as usual. There were people calling for retaliation. I continue to think the best retaliation is just beating the team that's doing this to you, but people want that return hit by pitch. I'd, I'd rather not take a chance of Max Scherzer getting thrown out of a game and having to really bust a, a, do damage to the bullpen by filling in for a couple innings there, but not good when you hit Murphy on the wrist and you don't want something stupid like that kind of slowing down his season the way he's going so far. No, that is, that is, that is pure bush. Uh, I don't know that they were doing it on purpose. You know, Murphy does kind of stand over the plate a little bit, but honestly, so does Espinosa, and he leans in farther on an inside pitch, and they haven't hit him the entire series. So, you know, I, I got to wonder if they're maybe trying to pitch a little more inside to, uh, to to Harper and Murphy, maybe trying to brush him back, or, you know, maybe it's not really a purpose pitch, but it's maybe not quite not a purpose pitch. Uh, I, I don't know, and I just have to to think for the people who are calling for retaliation uh, against who, who, who are you going to throw at <laughs> on the Phillies that, that it matters at all? Come on. And even yeah. if they did have, you know, one or two guys that were worth hitting and I'm, you know, making quotations with my fingers as I say that. So what? This is a team that's, that's got a good shot at losing a hundred games this season. Uh, so what if you hit them? Don't get into a beanball war here. The Nats actually have something to lose. The Nats have valuable players, and they, they have a decent shot at going into the postseason this season. Don't, don't screw that up by getting down into the mud with a team that should be in AAA right now. Mentioned that big sixth inning before. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman singles, ground ball to left. Anthony Rendon does the same. Wilson Ramos steps up and hits that three-run home run, opposite field blast. Michael Taylor strikes out. Danny Espinosa comes up next, hits one out to left center field. That's his seventh home run of the season. Uh, the ninth time in his career he's hit home runs in back-to-back games. I will note that Trey Turner is still not up, but my, Danny Espinosa is starting to hit him out on a fairly regular basis here. Do you think he hears the speedy footsteps of Trey Turner making his way down from Syracuse? I, I don't know. Maybe looking over your shoulder is the is the adjustment to his stance he needs to make to help his power a little bit there. Uh, it, it certainly <laughs> seems to have worked for him a little bit this series. Uh, but uh, it, it, in the midst of all that excitement – and. This, that's actually uh, I should I should mention uh, in my continual monitoring of of Dave Cameron on Fangraphs today when he was asked about the Nats he didn't reflexively respond that Sean Kelly should pitch in high leverage situations instead he said why should they bring Turner up Espinosa is hitting bombs now <laughs> uh, I thought he was being sarcastic, but, but then Espinosa goes and, and goes yard again today, so maybe he knows something about baseball that I don't. Uh, I will say that uh, the Nats are winning, albeit against uh, uh, not terribly deep competition, uh, so why mess things up now? Um, of course, I, I could say this because I don't believe any of Espinosa's hitting is sustainable, and he's 
while above average, not a particularly sparkling defender this season, so why not take a flyer on Turner and get him in there early and used to Major League pitching? But I'm not the one who can justifiably point to his head as being a baseball-managing genius. <laughs> Just to follow up on that a bit, uh, I've been arguing since last year that if you think Trey Turner is your shortstop of the future, you plan on having him up this year and taking over at short, that you're better off getting him up at the beginning of the season. Dusty Baker's argument, uh, aside from wanting to give Danny Espinosa a shot after he kind of moved over to second and didn't get back to short while Ian Desmond was in D.C., his argument this this uh spring was that you don't want to bring Turner up, have him not work out well in the beginning and head down. After that, you have to send him down. Maybe it kind of crushes his spirit a little bit. But he was saying that Hank Aaron always used to say in the past that you send the guy down at first, let him do as well as he can down in AAA, which Turner is clearly doing, kind of tearing things up down there, and then you bring him up when he's going hot. Uh, do you think that's the thinking here? Do you think they're, you know, they've gotten to the point where the extra year of control is pretty much guaranteed in the next, if not now, in the next day or so? Do you want Turner up playing on an everyday basis and getting ready going down the stretch? Like you mentioned, they are winning with Espinosa, but he's hitting 200, uh, seven home runs on the year after tonight. But you know, you throw in a guy who could potentially get up there and I don't know, 270, 280 range instead, possibly lead off once he gets a little more comfortable up here. You just, I just kind of want that weapon in the lineup, uh, regardless of what Espinosa is doing. You might have a little advantage of him defensively at short, but if you think Turner is a shortstop of the future, you can have him up now and guarantee that extra year. So you want him up right away. Uh, I'm sure that a major part of the thinking uh, coming into this year, not, not that I know this, but it, it's what I, I think to be the case, was that extra year of team control. Um, it, it doesn't hurt particularly much because the Nats did well enough with Espinoza as a giant black hole in the lineup, in spite of all the other giant black holes in the lineup. Uh, but I think it's it's a good idea with uh, Turner hitting pretty well at AAA, Get him up and get him get him started on major league pitching. Uh, if, if the Nats are doing reasonably hot now, other parts of the lineup are starting to come to life. There's a little bit of space for him to uh, to adapt to get comfortable hitting at the major league level. Even if his de- uh, his, his defense isn't the greatest, Espinosa is going to stay on the roster and he's going to be the defensive replacement and the super sub because you know what he thinks about his career or not. I think the rest of baseball says that that's what his career is going to be. So getting Taylor comfortable now while the Nats are in a good place and there are other people to provide a cushion for any deficiencies he might have uh, in, in his offense as he makes the transition is the time to do it rather than, you know, being in the stretch run and being in trouble or saying, oh, my goodness, we need some reinforcements for, for the postseason and having him try to make that transition on the fly. I, I think uh, getting him up now after he's had a good long time to be comfortable in the minors, we, we have established the team control for the future. It doesn't have to be this week, but it, it should certainly be this month. Hopefully we'll see that. I think everyone's kind of excited and waiting to see what he can do at the major league level. I, I've liked what I've seen from Danny Espinosa. It's still, as I said, for two or three years now, I think he's better – off as a utility guy, filling in and getting as many at-bats. Dusty Baker's shown his ability to do that with these guys. He's gotten his bench all the work they need, or at least enough work. So we'll see if the Nationals do that. I've upgraded my status from half done with my they called up Trey Turner post to three-quarters done after some editing today. So just <laughs> get, 
Give me a reason to hit publish nationals. Day off tomorrow. They start a three-game set with the Cincinnati Reds. Um, is it three or four? Whatever. They start a series with the Reds. Uh, three-game series. On Friday night, 7, 10 p.m. in Great American Ballpark, Gio Gonzalez against Brandon Finnegan in that one. Three straight from the Phillies, a sweep in Citizens Bank Park. Nats are now 33-21. and 21. Enjoy your day off tomorrow, sir. I'm going to find myself a nice movie to go and relax at for two hours, and I'll talk to you on Friday night. Go Nats in a day. <laughs>